There we go, indeed. It is a Tuesday edition, Jack Michael Show, coming to you live and direct from our studios, our palatial studios, 1020 South 25th Street in Fro, and uh, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson in the studio. That last cut, Maury talked about Jackie Robinson. Why? Jackie Robinson's birthday today. Jackie Robinson would be 104 years old today. He was born on this day, 19. 19- 19, lived to be, I think, 53 when we when Jackie passed. So think about that. Would be 104 years old, but uh, always good to uh, to have a little uh, little shout there uh, on Jackie Robinson's birthday. Uh, busy uh, day today, a little power hour. I invented a game, Derek, by the way. I told Brad off air, I said I invented a game. Now, today we're playing for points. Uh, Brad, you can assess how many points people can get while tuning in today to the uh, – to the. but here, eventually, I'll be going out today – I've called it, it's a no-Google Top Tuesday. It's a no-Google Top Tuesday example. Uh, I've got six questions that I'll throw out, and because I, I, I'm i because I work with two brilliant minds during the noon show here, uh, Brad and Where Derek. are they? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking around. And they're heading down 25th right get, now as we Travis speak. Travis Dunn just walk in? <laughs> did, did I get fired? Am I getting replaced by somebody? <laughs> so it, it's funny to be able to that you see you're in the room, and, and I realize that I'm in, a, I'm in a room with smart fellas here, and, and those two and again. So it's a no Google Top Tuesday, so be honest with yourself. Don't Google when we get into the various segments today that will kind of fabric uh, the, um, uh, the question. Example. Um, one of my questions here is uh, the top two tallest NBA players of all time. Mm. Without Googling, would you know the top? So let this uh, feast. Would you, if you have them, uh, let me know. But the top two tallest NBA players of all time, they both chime in at seven feet, seven inches. They no longer play right. in, in the NBA. I think I know one. And I think one both. is may have passed away. Maybe not. Hmm. You think you got them both, Brad? So it's a Georgie Mirasan one? You are one for yeah, one? That, that has, yeah. Did you have that? Yep. Who played in Fargo. Yes, he did. Yeah. I remember when he checked in once and I went there. Exhibition the, game. They, <laughs> checked in going, George, could you? And he was on his knees. He's <laughs> <laughs> six feet five and he's kneeling. <laughs> George, could, I can't see the. Oh, you are kneeling. Yeah. George Mirasan is indeed six feet or seven feet, seven inches tall, 315 Pounds. That's all he was. I thought he'd be heavier than that. The other is seven that feet. Mean I should be seven. seven. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Could you imagine seven? Well, when, uh, the Oral Roberts uh, is seven. What six? The uh, or you? He was seven five. Seven five. Okay. From Oral Roberts yeah. seven five. The Arkansas transfer. The other one on a no Google top Tuesday, and this uh, this is my top two. I got a couple top tens, top fives uh, questions. We'll throw out today. Uh, and if you know the answer to any to the course of the the Power Hour. If you know the answer, how fast can you text in the answer? Can you, you know, Derek, Brad, and whoever else might be on? And our text club is open at 35270. That's 35270. The other is 7 feet 7 inches, but only 200 pounds. That might be the giveaway. That's the yeah. giveaway. Long and Well, lengthy. we have some uh, texts. Firing it already? Yes. We're stimulating brains. Well, we have two uh well, we had Minute Bull and Sean Bradley. Well, Bradley was seven six. The answers okay. are out there now. Okay, yeah. Did we, you have Mirajan and Bull? I was thinking it was Minute. Was the yeah. Second one. yeah. I, how big is Yao? I don't even remember. Yeah, a lot of people had it, it, one texture had Yao Ming. I think Yao Ming was seven four or five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of Minute Bulls. 
So very good. Uh, Taco oh. Fall. Oh, yes. Right? Not Taco Bell. Taco, Taco Fall. 7-6. But he's a large human being. Sean Bradley, 7-6. Yao Ming, 7-6. Chuck Nevitt, 7-5. Over Chuck Nevitt. Right? Rode the bench for a lot of championship teams. <laughs> Mark Eaton, 7-4. Rick Smith, 7-4. So wow. that was my that was my uh, case in a, in a Google top Tuesday, top two uh, NBA, tallest NBA player. And if you had George Mirajan, Eminute Bull. And before we even get to the roundtable of the, the discussion, while we're on it, because our text club is is uh, is chiming in, here's another one on my questions for you guys today. Top, let's go five cities and or metro areas that have hosted the Super Bowl. Can you guys and textures be quick on it? 35270. It's an old Google Top Tuesday. Top five cities or I know I can get two of them. Easy. Metro I, areas I that have hosted. I think of two or three. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. I have the list in front as of As far right. as like the, the, the number of times they have hosted? Yep, number okay. of times. Okay. okay. What were you thinking right away? New Orleans. Number two Miami. with 10. Number one with yeah. 11. That's how it's easy. You Those walk are the in, two easy ones. I come into no. this room and I walk into the <laughs> smartest human beings that there is. You would never win a trivia with uh, Brad and Derek. Nicely done. Tampa's got to be up there. Number four. Okay. Look at you. Wow. Look at you guys. It's a no two Google Top Tuesday. <laughs> Gosh, I'm trying to think. Wow. I would say the uh, this year's uh, host has got to be up there. Phoenix slash Glendale. Number five. Is tied yeah, number five. I think they didn't get yeah. their first one until 96? the early 90s. Yeah, because yeah, well, yeah, they had one that it was the early 90s they were to have that uh, they bounced. Yes. They, they will move into a, to a spot by themselves after this year because they're tied with San Diego, Houston, and Atlanta with three times. See, I was going to say L.A. would be three. And Derek just pulled number and many three. different venues. You're yeah, only missing true. one. You got Miami, 11, New Orleans, and Greater Los Angeles, 8, Phoenix, 3, and those other ones just missing the one. Tampa, right? And there's number four. It's a no Google top today, everybody. Yeah, we had had five. We had two at them all. Phoenix, Uh, Miami, L.A., New Orleans, Tampa. Excellent. Uh, So that's what I – a new little thing we ingest into with Tuesday, a no Google. Until I get to my other ones, you guys are really going to some – What do you got? I think to piggyback on that question, I think there would be – Name some of the spots are in that top five that have hosted Super Bowls, and uh, Minneapolis would be one. They've had it twice. twice That's though. right. Um, Which is pretty amazing. The Bay you... Area and San Fran has had one. Actually, yep. the cities that have only, uh, or, or areas that have had, there's been one, two, there's four that have had just one Super Bowl. Detroit you, would be one. Yep. Or no, Detroit's had a couple. Oh, that's right, because of Ford Field. That's right. Yeah, Pontiac Silverdome, and Ford, Ford Field. Field. Yep. I 82 in 2006. Yeah, I said the Steelers beat the So uh, New York's won. Yep, New York, New Jersey, Houston? MetLife Stadium. Houston? They Houston is actually host three. Okay. Have they really? Rice Stadium, oh, 1974. With the, Vi- with the Vikings. And yeah. NRG, you know, four and 17. Yeah, the Vikings have had two weird events. One in New Orleans at the old Tulane Stadium. Correct. Right? Yeah, the Superdome wasn't right. Yeah, and that's where the, yeah, the Zonka ran all over. My no, that was, uh, 92, that was the, the Metrodome oh. in 92 and U.S. Bank at 80. Yeah, that was twice. Huh. Uh, I think it was but only old. four have Ooh. hosted once. Once. Uh, I'm trying to think the old uh, I love New the York New locales. What did you just say, Derek? New York, New Jersey. You Indianapolis to be one. Derek just hit another ah, one. Nice call. Nicely uh, done. I love the no Google Top Tuesday. You guys are on, the, on your game today. St. Louis never did at the old 
RC. I don't. No, I don't think so. Oh, they have an excellent potential. Jacksonville would be one. Now you've named three out of the four. That's the one that rained, right? Colts right. and the Bears. 2005, Jacksonville. The only missing one. 2011, wow. South. There, there's thanks for the well, thanks for the, narrowing it thanks, down. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks thanks for the Has Atlanta had one? Yeah, they've had a couple. They've had, had a couple. Atlanta's had a, had, had a three well, yeah. actually. Okay. Georgia oh. Dome and uh, Mercedes Benz. Okay. All right. Ninety four thousand nineteen. And it's uh, man, the places they could think of. Derek, <laughs> Derek, you may have just been around this area. You probably were just there. There, Dallas, oh, Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth, once. Metroplex, North Which Texas. Seems weird. Two thousand at AT and T Stadium. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's right. And they were never at the old Cowboy Stadium. Wasn't big enough. No. Nope. And then they and they had the Packers Steelers ones. The only one that they had that, wow. that game. So no Google type. Wow. So I'm back in the production room and uh, Greg the singlet wrestler. I said he goes, "What you got coming up?" I said, "Well, we're going to do a little Tuesday night thing to see Brad and Derek around their game, and there always are." So we're going to do a no-go-gob Tuesday for the listeners and give away points and text and all that. He goes, so I, I, I told him the, the tall question. He goes, who are the tallest players in high school to play in North Dakota and, say, Minnesota? And I went, I don't even, I don't even know if you could wow. Google that and get an answer. That I would say maybe my buddy Les Jepsen and yep, Brian the Pauley there in that neighborhood, 6'11". Yeah, Brewer on my side. And that would probably be in Minnesota, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. I of, think so. I mean, Kel's 6'11". I, I think, think if we've it. had some... There hasn't been anything, anybody, anything, anyone over seven foot. I know a kid at Winemere Lidgerwood, uh, Briar Kaczynski, I think is 6'10 or 11. Hmm. To look on the yeah, I told Greg, I said, go ahead and Google it. That one, allow, that one will allow Google if you can. Gavin Keller of Kindred was, he was about, what, 6'9 or 10. He was, with some hops and yes, some length. he could play. You know, the uh, the Hurlbirds are tall, but they're not they were six, seven feet tall. No. Les was a it was a good Joe six and ten. Joe and Gus were probably six nine. Well, actually, yeah. no, they probably got to six ten, six eleven. You know, Chet Holmgren might be. He, I don't know if anyone else is t- top seven feet in my seat. Brewer was was what? Close seven. Oh, he was seven, like seven two. seven and change. Oh, he was over seven seven one seven one or two. I think. So Greg okay. said, find that answer out. That's a good call. I would say Les oh, is seven three. Yeah, seven three is what they're saying. Well, that's got to be Minnesota's. Well, uh, to the. High School Activity Association roster, Briar Kaczynski, Weinmere Lidgewood, seven feet tall. Hmm. There you go. So. There's your answer for the folks t- tuning in. They also, they also have a kid of that same team who's 4'11". How about that? That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> and it's That's absolutely perfect. fantastic. He's, a, he's an eighth grader. Briar's a senior. Uh, on the roundtable today, uh, Purdy has a torn UCL in his right elbow, apparently. Uh, he's going to go for a second opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Niners, as we... Kind of put up on that conversation yesterday. They have two quarterbacks under contract, I believe, as we speak, and that's Trey and Brock. If there's surgery involved, that's a... Is Jimmy G going to land there again? All of a sudden, the draft has now got more intriguing for San Francisco. Well, I mean... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they have for draft collateral. Well, I mean, not much for draft collateral because they gave it all up for Trey Lance. It's funny. I don't, you know, yesterday I was at, and, and by the way, and, and nice nice win for the Cobber men. Just they needed one. Talk about it, Brad. I mean, they had lost the last five games by an average of 4.8 points. Oof. And they got Johnny's St. John's in town last night. So I zipped over to the auditorium and I'm, I'm watching, and it's tight. And they had a 10 point lead to Cobber. That dissipates. Now she's even not a dogfight. And now you're in that spot. Where you have lost your previous five games by an average of four point eight, 
What are they going to do? And uh, good for them. They pulled it out, and they won by five. Yeah. And then the nightcap last night, the uh, Copper women are absolutely on fire. Yes, rocking it. They've won seven straight, I think, like 11 of their last 12, uh, climbing the charts, you know, the Mayak. Now they got St. Benedict, and Benedict comes out and just starts, see ya. It, it, if it were a boxing match, it would be the equivalent of getting on a rope-a-dope in the first. You're just trying to evade the punches being thrown and halftime comes, and they're down 17 at one time in the first half, down 15 in the third. And the Cobber women, it's almost like they just started defending and rebounding, and they make a 15-point deficit to a tie game 50-50 heading into the fourth quarter and then hold St. Benny's to six fourth-quarter points. And they win the game, and they've won eight straight. So it was a really nice night. But I don't know if you get this, Brad, or you, Derek, recently, since the whole quarterback um, – San Francisco and Trey and all that. Even last night, chatting with some friends over there at, at, at Copperville, saying, Jack, seriously, though, Trey Lance, Minnesota. You know, Trey Lance, what do you think? Can Trey Lance, would Trey back home, you know, Marshall, what, how, what are the chances, like a bike? I don't know how many people bump into me, even at the, at the caravan, bump into me, say, Trey Lance, Minnesota. I thought, you got to understand. Minnesota doesn't have – I know San Fran knows, and Brad, you and Derek were talking about it. They don't have a lot. San Fran knows they're not going to retrieve this. And, Derek, you talked. They're not going to recoup everything they did to get Trey. At the same time, you know, Minnesota doesn't have a lot to give to to, to give to make moves. So I, I don't know how people – and I would I think, wish that to be true, too. It would be awesome to see Trey in Minnesota. But I think a lot of Minnesota natives want Trey to return home – I, I just don't know, Derek. That that uh, you're going to have to really finagle some some moves there. Well, for I the think. 49ers, you got to keep them now. I, right? I mean, I don't know. You're I right. Mean, unless you're going to try to work out the Vikings in some type of trade scenario with Cousins involved, but then you have 18, almost 19 million dollars of dead cap money mm-hmm. if you trade him before June 1st. So are you don't want to do that for a kid who is really unproven in the NFL. Some of the people that have on that team, you want right. Is that what you want to do if you're Kevin O'Connell? I mean, I don't know if Kirk Cousins, I, I have my doubts whether or not he's going to get you the promised land, but you know what you got. You don't know what you got with Trey Lance. I mean, I just don't. Right. I, I, it's it's a nice thing to think about. You get that. the concept of yeah, what everybody wants, right? But with Purdy having a CL where he might have to go have Tommy John for all we know, and that, Trey Lance, if he's healthy, is going to be very valuable to the 49ers right now. If you're in that front office, Brad, of San Francisco, the last thing you're even even entertaining is yeah. is, 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 is is trading away a guy that's under contract you may need. Uh, yeah, unless it's somebody just, you know, you know, blows your doors off with a great deal. But I, they're not for someone that is, one, coming off, you know, serious ankle surgery, and two, is unproven and has not shown and really hasn't gotten a huge chance to show no. how good an NFL Have you guys entertained the thought of, since we're on local quarterback chat, of what Easton Stick could do if given um, – a, a few series, a game, two games, yeah. games. Have you entertained that thought at all? Well, and who knows if he's signed a deal too. I mean, just with all the quarterbacks out there. I mean, and if, if that's the case, is he going to go the XFL or US all route yeah. to try to prove himself what he can actually do on the field? Which I've been preaching forever that these leagues should be, you know, they should be starting their weekend this weekend. By the way, right? And, and you know, you know, and choking some guys who sure. want to make that move because. There's a lot of talented guys at home, and Cam Newton didn't play football this year. Remember the movie Ratatouille? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the movie Ratatouille? 
So a long time ago. If you haven't, it's it's a good go-to. It's like when the when the girls were young, it was really a go-to movie. And I'm going to try to make a comparison here, and then you're going to probably say, mm, nope. But Ratatouille it is this rat that that can cook, right? right? And it's it's based on this chef who came out with a novel that said anyone can cook. And this rat, cute movie for kids. If you got kids, see Ratatouille. Right. But I know, I know. Not anyone can quarterback in the National Football League, but have we learned that? Even Mr. Irrelevant, even though probably could have been taken much earlier, I understand that, then come in in the right fit can nearly bring you to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, we, we've seen Nick Foles, you know, we've, you know, but more times than not, you need a guy who's going to make plays for you, right? Yeah. I mean, we get the last few Super Bowl champions. I mean, it's, it's, they haven't been, Brady obviously is the greatest, yeah. and maybe he goes to San Francisco, by the way, and, and Trey Lance sits beyond him for a year. They got nothing to lose for there. So that's a possibility. I mean, Packer fans would love to hear it going, oh, that means we can win with Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, that's... Bill Belichick, I think, has a quote that says, defense wins championships, quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Yeah. I believe that's a Belichick. Well, so. and that, there you go, right? I mean, because yeah. they have a pretty good defense in New Orleans, but Mac Jones, you know, he kind of had an off year compared to his you know, first year. I mean, I think you have to... The things you have to do if you're going to be one of these, these uh, you know, Brad Johnson or mm-hmm. Joe Fackles or Nick Foles is or, you know, whatever Dillers is, you got to make some plays on third down and not turn the ball over. That. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, Purdy got hurt doing it, but he turned the ball over and it had to review, be reviewed. But that was a key point in the game, too. And so that you can't have any errors more than anything. But you have, to have a dominant defense. The Vikings don't have that. I mean, so if you think Trey Lance is so, going to come so the, in. The all, fit has to be. Obviously, the fit has to yeah. be the fit. I mean, they're, they'd have to make the, they'd have to go from what the one of the worst defenses in the NFL yardage wise this year to one of the best to think that Trey Lance is going to do just enough to get Justin Jefferson the ball and what have you. I just I I just don't see where that's going to work out. It's a nice thing to think about if you're a Bison slash Vikings fan and you live in this area and it'd be a great story for a Marshall Minnesota kid to come. Home, but it doesn't make sense for I, what, I, where they're at with the salary cap it, and everything. Too. I got you, and you nailed it. That's why I, I need maybe come back. But my Ratatouille theory. That anybody can go, anybody can maybe, you know, Cooper Rush stepped in for Dak Prescott actually, you know, once. But again, we're talking about a a defense that. Cooper Rush didn't get you beat. That's a difference. And that's, I'm sure, argument going on in Sports Talk Radio in the Metroplex right now, right? Exactly. I, mean, I would assume. Exactly, because Dak did, didn't didn't exactly shine. You need superstars to shine. And, and Rush, as you just laid out nicely, the fact that some of these backups and third string were able to sustain. Yeah. So it's the reason Jim McMahon bounced around. He didn't get you beat. He may right. not win you game all the time, right. but he didn't lose them for you. So either. to the Easton Stick like Brad, argument, like we Brad Johnson, <laughs> yeah. right? To the Easton argument, we don't know because he hasn't had no. enough. No, you know he's going to be 28 years old in the season start right. next year. You too. can't tell him. I mean, it's not up here. He knows no, the he's play, right? He's a bright smart. guy. He's got a football IQ. Mm-hmm. Certainly not with some of the t- his running ability. You know all that stuff. Right. But what do we not? You know, I know we have to value the quarterback. Value the Let's look at the last champion. So we we th- we knew what he was good and tough and all that in Detroit, but he actually was able to go to the Rams with Matthew Stafford and win. So we put him in a a top fifteen quarterback, right? Maybe not in the top ten, but we knew that. But he up there, had that yeah. t- talent top just half. in Detroit. And then you go to Tom Brady. Okay, he's the greatest. Patrick Mahomes. And then you have the you know the Nick Foles, thing, which is kind of a weird thing, but right. you know Carson Wentz had MVP year up to that. Get them the sure. number one was a huge thing. 
And you just kind of go backwards from who was in there. and, and So you buy into, like, I th- and I'm I pretty think, sure it's Belichick that, that defense wins your championships, quarterbacks win your yeah, Super Yeah, I mean, Bowl. I think you need, I would say, three quarters of the time, It's a when you think of a Super Bowl quarterback, it's a guy that's maybe going to Ken. I mean, yeah. normally. Right? How many times was the MVP of the Super Bowl not a quarterback? A few. I suppose. Dent in 85. And you had some defensive Larry guys. Brown, Brown for your Cowboys. Yep. And, Did Smith get one? I don't know if he ever did. Oh, Smitty wasn't there. We have to go look at that. I don't know. That's the quarterback argument. I think when we start, and here it is, uh, almost February. Cowboys win without Troy Aikman? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, <laughs> no, as good yeah. as Emmitt Smith short, was, short that response. Line, but that, that no. I mean, he was accurate. He was, I, you know, Steve Young was a Super Bowl yeah. quarterback. You know, you just kind of go down the line there. There weren't many. Guys, even within the 90s, Favre and Elway. I mean, we're talking some rarefied air in the but, 90s, but, right? And look where we are in the National Football League. Look where the Vikings sit right now. And, yes, you got, you got Kirk Cousins under contract. San Francisco's got two guys, one about to go into the knife, the other, we, the remarks on that. You know, you've got the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's of this world. Ben Roethlisberger's retired. Tom's got, Tom's got a foot out the door. Yep. Aaron Rodgers may have a foot out the door. So we're the, the guys that we're used to, they're out. Dak Prescott, there seems to be a quick mark in there. Miami went through a series of quarterbacks. We think we like two, but, you know, you know all that. You know, going out, you certainly think you have something in Jalen Hurts. So when it comes to the NFL draft, and I got all these quarterbacks coming, that we're going to be sitting down at some establishment doing our NFL draft party again, and and we're going to be talking about quarterbacks, Derek and Brad. <laughs> We're going to be Whoa, talking. About, we're going to be talking about quarterbacks in the yeah. National Football League, and half of them will be Russell Wilson, the other half will be Tim Couch. I mean, that's just the way. <laughs> right, right. So, whatever that's team you follow, what team you follow? If it's the Vikings. Do you like where you're sitting in your quarterback house right now? If you're the Cowboys, do you like where you're sitting in your quarterback house right now? You just fired your offense. Well, you're talking about the same guy. I mean, right. I mean, Cousins, yeah. Dak don't look anything, but it's the same result every time. <laughs> right. If you're San Fran, do you know where you're sitting in your quarterback house right no. now? They don't either. It's it's amazing how that you know. So which ones that are sitting carrying well, clipboards got... that had a shot should maybe get a look for a backup role because you might use them. Which one should be making moves to get the? It's it's a big. And who does Derek get traded to? Where does Lamar Jackson go? Mm-hmm. Where does Carson Wentz go? I yep. mean, it, it it is going to be a carousel you am- like we've never <laughs> yeah, seen. Can you imagine? It'd be crazy. Uh, how about Tua? Yeah, is, is, he Another, play ever, is he ever going to play? I again? think we are just going to step into a quarterback. We've established how important, and Derek, as you said, you just established how important that role is. What are the next two months going to deal with, with quarterback It'll be fun. That's why the NFL, is, there's no offseason because February is going to be crazy. Text, yeah. Texter says, uh, has anyone given any consideration to Green Bay trading Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco for Trey Lance? I would say no because mm. I think they are like Jordan Love is there. He's, and I can, that, I can that text has a has a Watson Lance feel to it, you know, right? right? right. It's you know, I just don't think forty the 49ers are not going to get anything by trading Trey Lance at this point. They don't get anything by this. I mean, they, he's still your property. You have nothing to lose with mm-hmm. this. I mean, he's you know whether you sign him. He's still fifth young. Year, yeah, well, he option the fifth year or not. He's relatively young. I think it's a dumb move for them to trade him. How many NFL teams? I know it will take a quick time out here in a minute. How many NFL teams? If you owned an NFL franchise, are you going into where you're saying, "Go, I need my quarterback. You need to be, win me some games." And how many NFL teams are saying, "Just don't make two mistakes in this in the National Football League." Are you asking Cousins to go go win me? You're not asking the same of Cousins well, he won as San, games this year, though. You're, as San Fran was asking Brock Purdy, correct? No, yeah. no, I. That's a different. Ask. Yeah, but. 
they, different players. The Vikings but, didn't have Nick Bosa, you know, creating <laughs> havoc all over either. And you know, I mean, there's, that's the difference. I mean, Kirk had to make some plays. You know that the old Kirk probably doesn't throw that fourth down play to Justin Jefferson against the Bills, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. So that's what you're looking at. I mean, you'll you'll ch- take maybe a interception for more play to Justin Jefferson, and I think you got to find that balance. That's that's and Kevin O'Connell brought that up in a few press conferences this year. I think we're stepping into a a massive. Um, oh, February is going to be crazy. Just absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, Before the draft, oh my heavens! It's a no Google top Tuesday. How many before the break? Can you name the top five winningest NBA franchises by wins? Oh my top five. Winningest NBA franchises by wins. The top one, 3,549. I think I can give you two. Number five is 2,904. Give me two. I think you can give me two. I'll give me Both longevity you can give. of the history of the league. Is... <laughs> Go ahead and give me the two. Well, I'd say Boston and L.A. Yeah, number I mean, one, number two. Nice Celtics, call. yeah. <laughs> nice call. Um, the Knickerbocker. Number man? five. Yeah. Nice call. How about these San Antonio Spurs? It's a great call, but boy, that thirty-seven fifty-four. So they're they're How about Philadelphia. Okay. Number three, five thousand yeah. eight. Excuse me, two thousand nine hundred five. The Bulls. Not bad call, but twenty-three yeah, twenty-seven. They were bad for a long time. That's why I was kind of. They're eleven. No, so you're not okay. two. Yeah. How about the Warriors? No matter where they played. And. We're up against the break. That's number four. See, <laughs> see, I walk into this room. It is a you don't even have time to text ears. You can just play along at there and get the points. Derek and Brad. The Warriors have, are like Raiders. They're like nomads. If they look where they <laughs> yep. played, right? Yeah, we had tenders. Let's see: Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, Warriors, Knicks. So they were. Uh, you know, yeah, they said so that all right there. You know what I thought you guys would say, and I'd say, up. Oh, that's six and seven. The Atlanta Hawks. Oh, really? Saint, well, because they bought in St. Louis. That's right, St. Louis. And Detroit Pistons. I, I was thinking seven. the Pistons. I thought there was maybe enough lean years that would have uh, kind of Sacramento Kings number eight. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they added one last night. Wow. In a time. Isn't it crazy? Like the basketball area there, Kansas and Missouri, just, it's a college area because they had yeah. franchises. They had, right. And, and it's, 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 yeah, Kansas City and St. Louis. Yeah, they just don't have it. Weird that they couldn't sustain that. But oh, you guys are on fire on the top. No Google. What do you think the teams? world would have been like if they would have found a place to play in the Lakers State Minneapolis? I mean, mm-hmm. did you ever wonder that? Like, right? What would the world of basketball right. be like? Because LA is such an NBA city. How many, how many people do you think you could grab in uh, whether it be uh, you know Orange County or or in LA that would know what the, why it's the Lakers? Yeah. Yep. No, it's a good question. No, they have no <laughs> earthly idea. <laughs> like like ten percent best. Quick timeout. We'll come back. I got a doozy coming up on this, and then uh, and our man Brent Gerber going to join us. Poles and holes, uh, fishing every coming up. Lots to get to. Tuesday edition. It's a Google Top Tuesday. It's a Jack Michael show at seven forty. The fan. It is a, a busy week, and uh, more of that, uh, by the way, a Nogle Top Tuesday on the Jack Michael Show coming up. The fellas have done uh, a fantastic job on that. We have a rivalry game tonight on the fan. Brad, you're up for that, baby, huh? Always. Well, this be like your 5,000th Central Cash <laughs> game. I'd say it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the season. <laughs> It never disappoints. It's always good. Uh, best, so, one of the best rivalries. It, it really is, isn't it? Yes. And, and it, I don't know what makes it. You know, we always talk about what makes it great. I don't, 
that one obviously teams successful, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think even that would matter with the, those two central cats and kindred. It right? has I mean, helped that they have both been very good in a lot of things. Um, but this matters. It, it does. It, it does. And there's yeah, there's a lot of long time. My cousins playing each other. And... Yeah, it's a, there's just kind of a this kind of a long time. It's a com- yeah animosity, it's, uh, you know, like a community kind of thing. Not so much with the coaches, I think, but I think with uh, I think with the with the communities. But didn't, didn't wasn't there a little kerfuffle of sorts a few years back with in that game maybe in Castleton or uh, there was something I remember like the scoreboard of the crowd perceiving one. Uh, there thing was one and, at Northern Cast. Oh, I maybe think that's you were what I'm. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, there's was, always something that, that yeah. happens. But yeah, but that at least in the girls' basketball side, when they um, when the squirrels upset them, because that was three years ago now, when they came and nobody saw that coming, they upset them, and then that just completely evened out the rivalry a little bit. I uh, so. got this question last night at, uh, at the auditorium, too. What year is uh, Grant Nelson uh, Jr.? Senior? Junior. Junior. I got this last night. I said, Jack, do you think they'll be able to hold on to him? And I thought they were asking, do you think he can play at the next level? So I said, well, you know, I'm judging by, you know, time spent, you know, looking at D-League guys and G-League guys, NBA guys, point forward, different position, can take you off the ball, can shoot, can obviously uber talented. My response is I, I said, well, I think Grant's going to make money Post college, if you go, no. do you think he's going to bolt because of the, uh, the transfer, portal. transfer portal, NIL, and and all that? And then the gentleman said, "Well, you know, some of these players are like like ten thousand dollars to transfer to this school." I said, "That's about that's about collective collective NILs that's happening in the college." And 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 that's when they started. Didn't they have a feeling that that's maybe what was going to happen from a collective group as opposed to, you know, there's one thing to be being the spokesperson for a car wash or selling mattresses and another thing about going someplace and stepping into, you know, 10 grand or well, 20 grand because of the collective NILs that's going on. The well, per- it, uh, the Bailey Shireman from South Dakota State that went to Creighton. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is they didn't see it coming because they didn't plan for it. Because I don't think they expect the judge to rule against them. So right. Mark Emmer and the NCAA were caught with their pants down, That's and they it. had no answer for it. If knuckleheads would have figured it out when this became a billion-dollar industry in the late 80s and early 90s. And now the cow, the cows are well, right. way out of the bar. They had, they had no plan for this because they never thought it would happen. Has this surpassed the Southwest Conference of the 80s? Well, mm. SMU mm. and yeah, those... Because another 30 for 30, I would encourage anyone to watch because that is fantastic. But that was the problem, right? right? I mean, and they were almost letting it happen under the guise of, you know, I'm shocked there's something going on in this establishment, right? It was straight Casablanca. Unless you got sloppy like Clem Haskins or whatever, (laughs) they're going to let you do it. And and they were going to – but if you got sloppy or a videotape got leaked of a secret practice like Jerry Tarkanian – they kind of just let everything go underneath the radar for the most part unless they were reported on. It was almost like a don't ask, don't tell policy. And now you're sitting in a situation where because you're not willing to accept the fact that UNLV, the late 80s, early 90s, and the Fab Five and all that were becoming bigger than the sport, you had to get preemptive on this, that these kids have to be able to sell their image and likeness and, and slowly incorporate rules where you could do something like that, so you could, where the school's not paying or whatever. You could have gotten ahead of this a little. And the Olympic model was working in the 80s. They went from the mural on ice to, guess what? 
Mary Lou Red to be able to be on a Wheaties box before the Olympics. There you go. And they figured that out. And here we are with the Olympics, you know, being what it is. And now just created a mess. And, you know, and all, all of it came down at once, Jack. Yep. NIL, transfer portal. Bing, and, and, and COVID, they, bing, bang. And we can bowl. Oh, it's, there's no, it came gushing instead of just trying to maybe patch up some spring leaks. A, and like that. a year ago, a year ago, there were, there were more than 120 collectives um, or known collectives or in the process of being formed. I saw of the 65 schools that make up the Power Five, 92% had at least one collective. And you might be saying, well, what the heck is a collective? And a collective is what you think it is. It is is corporate. It's it's alum that may be running right. corporations, big corporations. The term collective generally means a corporate enterprise that's going on. A lot of this was used to, to monetize you know, existing players and, and not for a recruitment of, per se. But let's not kid ourselves. That is, you know, use the word tampering and, and, and things of that nature. Or it's dangled out there. And this is where we're at, D. A lot and of NB. whispering. Yeah, a lot of uh, stuff over hey, there. So come here. You know, and and fault. Do you fault a student athlete or not? Well, I think every situation's different. Like, I would say a few of the NDSU players that didn't go into the postseason. I I, I don't get that one. Yeah, the, the end season, going to bolt right behind Guys who are playing in the last game of the year. I mean, right. that, that, that I get. They were starting. Right. Yeah. That I don't get. Just out of, I couldn't do that. <laughs> now, if I was a backup and I was, you know, not getting the playing time I wanted going into the postseason, well, then I, I don't fault if, you know, it just sure. didn't work out here. Sure. I, I get it. But if you're the starting running back, I don't understand that. Yeah. Out of loyalty to your teammates or whatever, I just... Valid point. I mean, so I don't think you're wrong. I think every situation is different in that case. Not if, a one brush. If a guy's not going to see the field, a guy or gal's not going to see the field or the court, okay, I get it. But if you're going and taking your team to the FCS playoffs, I don't understand how you ditch them in the middle. <laughs> I could not do that. It is a... Uh, oh, my gosh, look at the time. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I don't... Again, it's a no Google Top Tuesday. So we're going to come on. We'll bring Brent on. you got Poles and Holtz coming up. But here's a question. No Google Top, top Tuesday. And, and see if you can get this. You name the top 10 passing leaders all time in the National Football League. If I give you Doing yardage here, yardage, yardage, chips to be wrong, meaning two chips you can hand in. So no Google Top Tuesday will break. Let that kind of soak into your brain. Can you name the top 10 passing yard leaders in the history of the National Football Football league. Hmm. Poles and holes. Jack Michael show. It's a Tuesday on 740 The Fan. Tell you what gets you through a little bit of this uh, winter and, and uh, you know, moves it along. We didn't have these activities and these events uh, through the winter. Could you imagine just being stuck at home and doing nothing? Thank goodness for poles and holes. 13th annual, if I'm not mistaken, Brent Gerber joining us to, to tell you more about this and how to get involved, get in, into the action. Brent, how you doing today, bud? I'm great, Jack. How about you? Doing fantastic. And and thank goodness for things like poles and holes. For Like I said, this is this is what we look forward to. And I'll tell you, the, the dollar created uh, from from a derby like this over the years, and and you probably have the number has been uh, just uh, tremendous for for area youth and what whatnot, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I you know in the thirteen years, I, I don't have an exact number, but I'm sure we're at close to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars raised for various projects in the community and our our clubs specifically does a lot with literacy and books and and different programs that are throughout the Detroit Lakes area are supported by the work that we do. 
it is coming up on February 11th, uh, and if somebody wants to get involved, or and maybe has, hasn't, maybe they're new in town, uh, Brent, haven't haven't heard too much about polls and holes, like they have, but uh, take us through this, uh, the origin, you know, the, the genesis of it, and of course there's there's derby prizes and winners and raffle prizes. Uh, give us a little once over here, uh, Brent, what's happening? Well, you know, uh, the history of the, of the fishing derby, you know, many, many years ago, the Eagles, a fishing derby that was very popular, and Went several years without an ice fishing derby, and we as a Rotary Club decided we were going to be people to bring one back. And it's become the kickoff event of the Polar Fest, which is about a two-week-long celebration of winter with a lot of different events going on in the Detroit Lakes area. And uh, this event will uh, kick off on the 3 11th. Uh, it's noon to 3 on Little Detroit Lake, right in kind of right in front of Zorba's in Detroit Lakes, which everybody knows where that is, and uh, it's uh, it's a great event. Uh, we have lots of fun. Uh, you know, we're, we're we we're not silly. We recognize that winter is a reality, and right. it can affect people's willingness to come out. So this year, we're kind of taking some extra steps to create some more food options and some more activities on the ice and more tents where people can come in and warm up. Uh, we know we have a bunch of diehards who will come out no matter what the weather is, but sure. we want the family and friends to come out and have a good time on the lake and that there's a place for them to do it safely. Brent, I would, Brad and I could sit here and read like some of the prize list, but uh, it, it'll be June 13th before we get done, done with some of the prizes. But it's always got uh, a lot of tremendous, but but if you want to take time to I'd talk about some of the sponsors too, and that, that be all, but you guys spare no expense when we're talking about the the derby prizes, right? You know, it's third. This is a this isn't a raffle kind of a derby. This is thirty prizes for catching the biggest fish. And I just looked through this list yesterday. I mean, there is not a single prize here that doesn't have some pretty significant value. The top prize this year is a kind of a unique prize. It's called a black hole ice shack. They're made over in Wadena, and it's it's a combination portable fish house that sits on a trailer bed that you can crank down like an ice castle fish house. But when that fish house isn't attached, it's a utility trailer or a wow. toy hauler, and you can bring your snowmobile out on the ice before you set it up. So it's really a unique prize. We've also got tucked away at 13 for our 13th annual derby, a brand-new Polaris Sportsman's four-wheeler. Wow. And then that last 30th prize, it's always a... a battle to see who will win it who will get knocked off. a brand new uh navigator e-bike those are getting so popular and what a great way to get one by just catching a fish wow that is uh that's that's fantastic and the scene brent as you laid itself out and uh, and hopefully it's just a, a comfortable day out there and that's what even if it's not but uh, again the scene describe that a little bit more because because uh, contestants and, and folks are are, are spread out uh, on that ice, and and uh, is there a lot of is is it quiet? Is there hooting and hollering? Is that is that oh my goodness? Uh, somebody, what's the scene like? Yeah, I mean it's quite a day actually. Uh, the gates open at nine o'clock in the morning, and I can say with a great deal of confidence that most years by about seven o'clock we have people lined up to get in. I'm not sure what the advantage of that is, but while that's going on, we have the Detroit High School football team out there drilling thousands of holes in the ice so that people can have a place to fish and the 
the tents are getting set up and the food's getting prepared and the coffee's made and the whatever other uh, ex- uh, adventurous beverages people <laughs> might like to consume. And uh, about noon, we open the we, we begin the fishing derby, and uh, there's really a little bit of a flurry of activity right off the bat. And then throughout the day, we we're having door prize drawings. This year, we're going to have a little contest who has the most exotic hat on in different fun ways. <laughs> to have fun during the day and then at three o'clock everything kind of winds down we head over to the holiday for a little post party and uh, present the awards official awards and winners were there and you know in addition to one thing i forgot to mention you know it's not just these 30 fishing prizes but there's another twelve thousand dollars of raffle prizes that you can be eligible for even if you don't fish. Wow. You, you see why it's so popular and you see why all the dollars that have been raised, you see why people are having a good time. And if, if you need accommodations and, and they, they have that, they have areas you can, you know, you can get a hotel and, and make an entire, you know, couple days out of this, uh, obviously, event, several days if you want, in, in the great areas in our in the, in the in the land, literally, not just our region, but I, I can imagine, the I mean, really, truly in the land. Brent, I love it. In the land. <laughs> I mean, in the land. This is it. This is what people talk about. This is what it's about. Uh, what are you, um, uh, so so the best way to get involved is simply the website, Brent. Is that the best way to direct people to this? Well, it, we have three ticket options for you. There. You can go online, icefishingdetroitlakes.org, and you can get tickets there, uh, $30 for one hole, $50 for two. If you're a little lower tech, but you want to get your ticket ahead of time, you can go to various uh, sales locations in Detroit Lakes area, bait shops, sports shops, and uh, that's 35 and 55. And then if you want to procrastinate and wait until the day of, <laughs> then it's $40 and $60. But uh, really, you know, why not just go to the website, get it over with today. All the weather's going to get nicer. Then you can just walk up, go to Will Call. Everything's all ready for you, and you're you got your line in the water. Uh, he mentioned the the black hole ice shack and, and some of the the Polaris uh, sportsman, the the Navigator SE bike, some of those. But I mean, you you because we don't have as much time as we want. Brent's got there's so many other ones. If you go to the website, uh, even if you go fishingdetroitlakes.org and just start looking at some of those prizes, ooh, man alive! Come on, let's 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 go. Yeah, everything, everything, everything you need to know is right there. Uh, Brett, always great talking with you. And hopefully, maybe we get a hopefully uh, due to your time and availability, we'll we'll dig you out of uh, wherever you're doing and, and and come on and chat as we move uh, even that much closer. Does that sound fair? That sounds great. I appreciate it so much. You guys enjoy the day and think warm weather for us. That's what we're, that's what you're talking about. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate having you on. I thanks. You bet, Brent Gerber, joining us to the poll holes. Brad, there's a, you know, augers, half-day guided fishing trip, um, uh, underwater camera, Strike Master float suit, uh, thermal flip shelter, <laughs> gift cards from Peels. Uh, under, I mean, there's so many things going on. I don't even know if, I mean, you can just get lucky. And, uh, Icefishingdetroitlakes.org. That's it, baby. More. You can get it yeah, more. Prizes and winners. And, oh. uh, so I asked the question. Got what you need. On our, on a, to, to kind of put a little thing here, I asked the question. Uh, the uh, the the top ten. This is a no Google top Tuesday. We we do this at least once a month, as far as you know. Uh, no Google top Tuesday. I asked the top ten passing yard leaders in the history of the National Football League, and said you could get uh, uh, two chips to hand in by being wrong. 
Brad, my guess is you would have a pretty good. I mean, that might even be fair to ask you. Yeah. Um, but okay. I'll give you some textures. Text uh, trying to have, do it without Google? Uh, Favre. Number four. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Number nine. Dan Marino. Number eight. Peyton Manning. Number three. Roger Staubach. As much as I wish, not in the no. top 20, but thank you for texting that name to me because his poster's on my bedroom girl. Big, Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger, number five. Tom Brady. Number one. Dan Fouts. That's a great call, number 18, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. numbers have gone up since he, That's since a, he played. That's a great call because they I, threw a I lot. I'd imagine the same thing for Fran Tarkenton, too. Yeah, Fran Targeting number 14. He's, so like 40, he's about 47,000 or something like that. Here's how smart you are, Brad. 47,003. Really? <laughs> I, somebody had 47,000. You, you, you nailed that. Um, let's see here. Guy says, I'm going to go. Final answer, Brady, Drew Brees. Number two. Uh, Favre, Marino, Phillip Rivers. Number six. Uh, Big Ben, Rodgers. Text club on fire. I think we're only missing one of the top ten. Matt Ryan. We're missing two. Now we're missing one. Matt Ryan, seven. We're missing one. Number ten. Uh, the Mannings. We met said Peyton. How about Eli? And it is over, baby. That that's is? The, that is how this no Google top twos. That's how smart. That's very good. Yeah, let's see. That, uh, that texture. I don't know if they cheated or not, but yeah, they did. As far as if you, here's <laughs> yeah. the one I didn't you know ask. To, you know where to look. Here's what I didn't ask because I thought this, is, this would be something we'd actually – you might have to uh, Google, but I was going to say, do you remember the last five Super Bowl halftime acts? The last five. I think I can remember one. I can remember one because I, I was really disappointed in uh, Maroon 5. That was the last four years ago. Okay, that was one. Yeah, I remember they weren't very good. Prior to him in, in 2018, Just Timberlake, then Maroon 5. Uh, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, you remember that? Oh, yeah. The weekend. That's right, because yeah, because I think it was last year or year before. And last year, Dr. Dre. Yep. Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Eminem. Yep. Mary J. Blige. Kendrick Lamar. That wasn't too bad. Do you think that would have stumped somebody though today? Oh, I, I think got so, it, but yeah. Uh, I mean, somehow the first one that popped up in my head was Maroon 5. I just remember it wasn't very good. <laughs> the fact that you got one of it that just showed. <laughs> you're going to have a good call tonight. I know that. I hope so. <laughs> Common Man is next on the fan.